Welcome to the St. Michael Advent Podcast Series. My name is Bob Johnston, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is Prepare the Way. Join us as we ready ourselves for the coming of Christ again. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, 25th chapter, verses 14 to 30. Jesus said, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents." For to all of those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the reading. I've helped prepare quite a few couples for marriage, and I've helped others along the way on their marriage journeys. In doing that, often the topics we discuss are things that every couple already knows. Communication skills, practicing acts of love, drawing on God's security to minister to one another. Yet the power of the discussion is often to bring the topics back front and center and to focus on implementation. Maybe that's what we need here too. I'm afraid we have heard this passage so much that we no longer can listen to it. We can no longer hear it speak to us. I want to invite you to pause. Pause and look at the main things that flow from it. And I want to mention some of them. One aspect of what this parable teaches is that we all receive different gifts. There is no focus on the different gifts as such, but rather that each one had a different gift and used it. What gifts has God given you? 
How have you used those? How have you identified those? Are you grateful for your gifts? Do you see them? Do you humbly acknowledge that they are from God? He's given us gifts. In the parable, the master does not retire the two who had invested and done well with the talents. He advances them. If we've achieved something, it does not mean we simply enter into the joy of our master. He has more for us to do. Actually, in Christ, there is no retirement. I wonder, too, if we are in the master's joy, do we even want retirement? What we do may change in different stages of life, but we don't retire. I know a man who is in a stage of life where he suffers many ailments and has almost weekly medical appointments. He uses each moment now in the waiting room to pray for people. He keeps a running list. His ministry has changed, but his ministry continues. The third servant teaches us something as well, albeit with a negative example. The criticism of the third servant seems to be focused on how he did not even try. It would have been better to have tried and lost than just bury it. How are we trying to use our gifts? What have we buried? Do we keep thinking we need to be more mature in order to minister on God's behalf? Why not just try right where you are? I know a man in Dallas who, some 20 years ago, adopted a simple ministry as part of his stewardship. He started carrying a couple hundred dollar bills with him, and he decided to try an experiment. He would regularly pray for people that he encountered, and he would actively ask God, should he give them a hundred dollars? Over the 20 years, he had many stories of how many people he had given hundred dollar bills to who said something like, I had been praying for God to do something powerful to help me with my financial burden today. Or just the way they felt loved after they'd been praying for something. One story that stood out, he told a story that on one particular Sunday, he saw a woman walking across a parking lot. He went up to her and he, as he reached for his money clip, he felt God saying to not only give a hundred, but to give a hundred and twenty. He said, I never do that. Are you sure? And he felt like God was saying, nope, give her 120. He did so, and she told him how she had specifically prayed for that amount because she had given that amount away that day for someone else. This guy's a reputable person, and I believe that story. He talked about how everyone involved was blessed, and it was the best money that he had spent. My point is, what kind of something can we pray about and try? I want to give one more thought on this particular parable. Maybe it's a new one. One of the biblical commentators that I enjoy has a take on this passage that I've not entertained before. He says the passage was actually aimed at the Pharisees and scribes. Their aim was to keep the law exactly as it was. That is to bury it and keep it preserved. They sought to build a fence around the law. This commentator summarizes Jesus' teaching this way. He says, In this parable, Jesus tells us that there can be no religion without adventure. 
and that God can find no use for the shut mind. So maybe one more question is, are we letting God teach us something new? Are we so against change that we bury things in the yard? Are we missing the adventure? Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Amen.